On this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I'll be interviewing serial direct marketer Brian Kurtz. Brian started his marketing career at the iconic boardroom company over 40 years ago. He used his skills and techniques to help build that company to over $150 million per year at its height. Now Brian runs Titans Marketing. They put together high-end masterminds for marketing professionals and entrepreneurs. He's also the author of two books, The Advertising Solution and his latest book, Over Deliver, which I think should be required reading for anyone looking to start a business. Brian is a serial direct marketer, as he says, but one of the things that impresses me the most about Brian is he's really a steward of the past masters. At his time at Boardroom, he was able to work with some of the greats in marketing like Eugene Schwartz from Breakthrough Advertising fame and Gary Bensavinga. So on this episode, Brian shares his insights from these masters and what he's gained over the past 40 years of being involved in marketing. You'll discover things like his 100-0 rule, which is exactly how he ended up on my podcast. You'll get his Christmas cards in July technique, which by the way, we've used at my company to great results. You'll also find out why Brian considers networking a bad word and even more great insight and nuggets into direct marketing in the current environment. So grab a cool drink, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, enjoy this episode of WTS. If you want to find any of the resources or anything we mentioned in this episode, you can find them on the episode page of this episode at tomgaddis.com. So head over there and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret? Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right. Aloha, WTS listeners. I have Brian Kurtz on the podcast today. How's it going, Brian? Hey, Tom. How you doing? And I, I like that WTS. So it's what's the secret, right? What's the secret? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to give it. I, I give it out a lot, <laughs> but I'll, I'll have to see if I want to give it to, to your audience. I'll see how this goes <laughs> and I might hold back. I don't know. Well, I think they're going to enjoy whatever you have to say, because I know I actually, I actually found you through your book, uh, Over Deliver. Uh-huh. And uh, if you guys haven't picked that book up, by the way, you should definitely do that. It should be required reading, I think, for anybody getting Thank into you. this space. Um, but I got to say one thing, though. Don't buy it directly on Amazon. Buy it at overdeliverbook.com, because on that site, the the bonuses are just ridiculous. So. You know, I've got, you know, a swipe file from Dan Kennedy, Gary Bensavane, and Jay Abraham. I've got 20 or 19 keynotes that he's given. So go to that site and you go buy the book from that site. And it's silly. To, if you're going to spend $17 on the book, it's not a waste of money. But to get thousands of dollars worth of bonuses and um, it, I over-delivered on, on the, uh, on the giveaways cause I had a book called over-deliver, which isn't a word, by the way. Um, it's, it's two words, but I made it one word. And, you know, I think if you're going to over-deliver, 
you got to over deliver, you know, consistently. So it's an over delivery, an over delivered website uh, to get the book. So uh, go for it at overdeliverbook.com. Yeah. And the bonuses are great. I went through all those videos after I got through and, and uh, watched the ones with Jay Abrahams are great. The ones with Jane Kennedy. And I think that's, you know, I mean, you've got to work with a lot of an amazing people, right? You started out at, well, why don't you, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about how you started, how we got here, all that, all that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but I started a boardroom was my second job out of, out of uh, college. And I got there and the job that was open, I mean, I fell into it like a lot of people do, um, but it happened to be the in-house list manager for boardroom. This was 1981. Uh, we had, you know, the best lists on the market. I'm not just, I'm not selling them anymore. So I'm just saying that, but we had the best list because they were all direct mail sold, all like I'll call them mail order junkies because they bought from, from direct mail pieces from guys like Gene Schwartz and, and Mel Martin and all these amazing writers, Jim Rutz, um, Gary Bensavenga. They're just amazing writers. So they're buying, um, they're buying through direct mail from direct mail pieces that are so like, you know, traditional direct mail that is, is people who are just so curious and so, you know, interested in everything. So I had these amazing lists. So everybody mailed our list, whether it was, you know, money magazine or consumer reports to, you know, uh, um, fundraisers, uh, political and charitable fundraisers, catalogs would mail our list. It would be, and I could sell it to anybody. So I had the best job in terms of that. And so it wasn't magical that I met all these amazing people, but I think what I did was, is is I really spent a lot of time uh, cultivating all of those relationships because I always say that, you know, networking is a term I hate. Um, In fact, I started chapter 10 of my book, you know, networking is, you know, I said, I hate the word networking, but what I like is to contribute to connect, which is a little different. And so you want to keep contributing to people on a regular basis. And that's how you really connect with them at a very deep level. And I even became, I I always say, you can't, you you don't choose your mentors, your mentors choose you. So a guy like Gene Schwartz, hopefully your audience knows of him. He wrote Breakthrough Advertising and amazing copywriter and just an amazing renaissance man. And when he was writing packages for Boardroom, I, I saw his his publishing business needed list help. Like they weren't they weren't getting the best lists from his list broker. So I just offered up my services to him, you know, no charge. And I just did all the list work for him. And I checked everything his list broker was doing behind the scenes. And, you know, in return, I didn't ask for anything in return. That's the whole thing about how your mentors choose you. And he ended up, you know, inviting me to lunch on a regular basis. His house, his penthouse in, on Park Avenue in New York was like an art gallery. It was amazing. He was one of the best collectors of art. So, I mean, that's kind of like my, my first 10 years. I was a list manager. I was not a networker, but I was contributing to connect and kind of developing. I didn't even realize it at the time, but I was making deposits into my relationship capital at a very high level without expect expecting anything in return. Like I would just, you know, give of myself, give of my, I, I'd sell my list, of course, but I would give of myself as well, uh, you know, for free consulting and free 
whatever I had to offer. Because everybody's everybody knows, and this is audio, but everybody knows everything about this much. My my thumb and my index finger are now you know three inches apart. And you know if you know something, if you know everything about something, share it as much as you can, so that therefore you know it spreads it out. You're paying it forward. And I got to tell you, it, it, it comes back because now I've been in the business for 40 years and I did 34 years at boardroom. I became director, became an equity partner in the company. You know, I worked under Marty Edelston, who was the founder. And then, you know, five years ago, I started, I left boardroom, went out on my own. I have this company, it's a small company, it's Titans Marketing. And I've got a couple of masterminds. You're in one of them. Um, this accelerator program, which I'm really, really proud of. It's like 150 of just great marketers and copywriters and entrepreneurs all helping each other. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful group. And then I have my Titans Mastermind, which is a more of an expensive senior group of, of solid. Um, everybody in Accelerator is solid too, but they're, they're more sophisticated direct marketers and they're all members in Accelerator too because they're in Mastermind. And now those folks are all like, interacting and it's just so much fun. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, my, my work and my play are, you don't know if I'm working or playing. Cause I, I, this is when it was on the back of Marty's business card. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, you never, you, uh, it's on my wall too. Whether he is, uh, you know, you don't know whether I'm working or playing cause I'm always doing both. And it's a nice place to be. I always say I'm, um, I'm retired now. Um, and it's, because I've retired from things I don't like to do. I've retired from things I don't do well. And I've retired from people I don't want to hang around with. So based on that definition of retirement, I'm, you know, I'm about 85% there. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But, you know, I, I, I paid my dues and I did a lot of, a lot of, you know, I, I, I had a lot of big successes. I had a lot of big failures. Um, I learned a lot and that's what over delivers about. I have a lot of big successes in that book. I, talk about my failures in that book, all in the context of, you know, uh, the, the subtitle of the, of the book is, uh, you know, build a business for a lifetime by playing the long game in direct response marketing. And playing the long game means you, you never lose, but you win or you learn. And hopefully that after 40 years of winning and learning and winning and learning, learning being losing, but it's not really losing, that you accumulate enough wisdom you've got enough to be able to teach. And Jay Abraham, who wrote the forward for the book, always said to me, you know, it's, it's not even a choice to teach. It's your obligation to teach. You know, if, if you've done it, you have to teach it. It's, it's your obligation before you die to teach, you know. And, um, you know, so I'm living by that mostly at this point in my career and um, having a good time doing it. So that's like, that's like my career. And, in five or 10 minutes. Well, I mean, you, you touched on a lot of things just in that five minutes, a, a couple of things that I think are super important to our listeners. One is, you know, the, you talked about, you know, the connecting with other people. And I think like a, a misconception that a lot of people have about online marketing is that a lot of people want to get in and do it and not talk to anybody. Like they want to hide behind the computer screen and 
you know, my experience has been it 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 requires just as much networking and one-to-one communication as if you were out there in the real world building a business. And yeah. uh, you know, I really got that from your from your book when you were talking about that that connecting part and your your um hundred and ten, it's the hundred and ten rule, right? A hundred, a hundred zero, a hundred zero, a hundred zero. I thought you go into every relationship giving a hundred percent and you don't expect anything in return. And that's what it's, it's really about. And so uh, interesting. You said though, about, about, you know, I, I think there's some, there's some data on the percentage of entrepreneurs that are actually introverts. And I think it's like, I don't know, it might be 70% or 80%. Maybe it's not that high, but for the purposes of this conversation, let's say it's 70%. And, but that doesn't mean you can withdraw from society. And it's interesting because when I went out on my own and sitting in my basement, as opposed to in an office of 80 people, it, it, it was a big shocker for me because I'm an extrovert. And I got to tell you, Zoom is amazing because it gives you an opportunity. Like I, I want, like I, I do calls with my accelerator group. I do I do all sorts of stuff with my mastermind group, office hours, and I don't like to do anything that's not video, at least, so that at least I'm making, it's not the same as being with them, Um, but it's amazing that, you know, you got to have a connection. And what's interesting is that we're we're recording this uh, during the the coronavirus COVID-19, which, you know, I want this interview to live forever, but, you know, it happens to be happening now. And there are so many ways to connect, even when you're socially distanced, you know, and it's, and it's not only, um, it's not only video, audio, but it's also, you know, dare I say direct mail where I grew up, you know, I grew up in direct mail in the, uh, in the eighties and nineties. And I always say, even today, the least crowded inbox is the one at the, the one at the end of your driveway or the one that is in your lobby of your building. And during the COVID 19, 2020 thing, um, my mailbox is, was always empty, emptier, and now it's even emptier than that. And what an opportunity for great marketers to go after, you know, go into direct mail. And you know what? Like you talk about restaurants that are, that are not able to, to uh, have people eat in them, but they could do direct mail around. And it's, it's, it's so interesting because a lot of them are giving up or a lot of them just put aside their store and say, you know, take out and curbside delivery. But if they, if they just called up all the college students and high school students and did a direct mail campaign by going door to door with a, a special menu saying you ring the doorbell cause you can, sure you could, but you can't ring the doorbell. And it's not just throwing a menu in the, in the door or in the mailbox, but you actually go into the, go to the door, put a one pager that it's like a menu, like a, a, a limited menu and say, I want to cook dinner for you tonight and put like a couple of specials with, you know, the price crossed out and a special price with the restaurant's phone number. And then if the restaurant really wanted to go another step, they could accumulate the phone numbers of everybody that got, got a menu dropped off and go outbound and call them and say, hey, did you get my menu? I want to cook dinner for you tonight. Make a reservation, you know? So those kinds of things, that's direct mail, but it's one-to-one in a weird kind of way. So, you know, I, I got off on a tangent there, but I, 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 I really resonated with what you said 
about, you know, making that connection. Um, it, it, it can happen in so many ways and so many different uh, things that you can do. I mean, I always say advertising opportunities are now infinite and you can take the ones that are tried and true and turn them into something else. I mean, if you, like if I took the top 10 people in my accelerator group who were, I don't know, they bought a book from me and I federal express the book with a note, they might end a mastermind member one day or something. You know, you got to treat your best customers with, you know, everybody's a VIP and my, I always say my list is my online family um, because I hate, you know, lists are people too. And you don't want to, you know, treat them like a number, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you don't just have to talk the talk on that. You got to walk the walk on, you know, your, your, your online family and, and that it's not networking. It's contributing to connect. And that's been my, that's been my life mostly. Yeah, that, well, I mean, that's awesome. What you said about the direct mail, I'm always telling people like in, in my, in my other business where we teach people how to grow agencies, I'm always telling them like I had success with direct mail just sending out letters to local businesses like, hey, I can help you with your marketing. And I'm always telling people like, do that because no one gets, uh, nobody gets letters these days. And, no. you know, you just do some simple things like hand address them. You don't even have to send out a lot. And it's like the the response is amazing compared to it's things amazing. like email and, and, and stuff you know, like And that. if you do, if, if you do have something you can have it, make it a bulky package. If it's, you know, if you have somebody who's a more, uh, a, a customer that, you know, is a little more valuable. Um, there's also thing I, in my book, I have a section and I think it's on, maybe it's in the offers chapter. I, I call it O to O to O offline to online to offline or online to offline to online that it, it's not, it, it's not. And in fact, I think on um, this week, we're going to have on accelerator, we're going to have Perry Marshall speak about something that he calls maze 2.0 M-A-Z-E 2.0. And it's just a phenomenal thing because he's it's basically two axes that crisscross. And on one axis on either end, it's either it's online versus offline. And then on the other two axes, it's live versus recorded. And you can put any media in one of those four quadrants, something that's live offline, something that's live and online, something that's recorded offline or recorded online. And and recorded could be be printed also. So you could put like every media, like hundreds and hundreds of media in those four things. And then you take a look at like two or three in each quadrant. And if you can decide where your product is most suited, you go into, into those and you can basically look like you're everywhere without trying everything all day long. So that's what it is. I'm going to really dive deep in that with Perry because it's just an amazing concept. And it, it, it really is, you know, marketing, if it's not multi-channel, it's kind of a waste of time because if your entire business is on Amazon, for example, and I knew a company that had a $30 million business in supplements on Amazon, and one day Mr. Amazon calls you up and says, I'm not taking your ads anymore because you violated this or I don't like them anymore, you're out of business. And of course, you, you know all about Facebook, not, you know, shutting you down or, or, or Google shutting you down. And that's why you have to be diversified for one thing. That's why it's O to O to O, but you also want to pick places 
where you can, if you get shut out of one or one stops working, you can easily toggle back and forth. And you have to meet your customers where they want to be met. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, well, you know, I think one thing that gets missed in this kind of COVID-19 era right now is like, uh, I see a lot of people using it as an advantage to say, see, you should be doing online. You should have an online business. You should be doing online because of the quarantine things that are in place. But one of the things that occurred to me is like, this could have just as easily been a catastrophe that took down the internet and then where would all those online businesses be? So yes, the thing yes. the thing I get out of this is like, it's not about being one or the other. It's about being, just like you said, diversified. And yes. I know for us, um, you know, we have our, our agencies where we help the local businesses and then our online info product side of the business. And that's really what's kind of saved us is being that diversified, just like you said, not just locked yeah. into one thing. That's absolutely true. And not just not just being diversified uh, for the sake of being diversified, it's 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 survival basically. But it's also something that it you know it's always it, it, being dif- differentiating yourself in 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 one way or another. I mean, all the hot seats for Accelerator, we have the hot seats on on the phone, and they all are always some some segment of either diversifying picking a niche, picking a medium, but you have an idea and the the technique doesn't determine the idea. You have an idea and then you figure out what techniques you're going to use. The mistake a lot of marketers make is that they say, I want to be on Facebook. And then they come up with an idea that could be on Facebook. I don't think that's the way to go. You want to have an idea that you research, that you think is going to sell, that you think you'll be able to market. And then if Facebook's right, then you try Facebook. If 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 direct mail was right, you try direct mail. If if a, if an ad in a magazine is right, you try that. And so I think during the COVID period, what was interesting is that I mean I think online marketers definitely have a a huge advantage right now, but some of them aren't doing. Like, there there there's two sides of it, and I've learned a lot just in these few months of being quarantined. And one of the things I've noticed is that you have marketers that are totally tone deaf to everything that's going on. They, it, right. It's affecting them, but they're going out exactly as they went out before. Now, I will tell you, if their audience is also tone deaf, it'll work. So it, it, it's, not, it's not that it won't work, and I'm not saying it's bad, but you have to know your audience. But most audiences, if it's not kind of a young, millennial, um, devil-may-care kind of audience, They'll, you know, if, if you're marketing to even like people in their 40s and 50s, I think that to, to be totally tone deaf to it is a mistake. On the other hand, you don't want to have subject lines, COVID-19, you're going to, you're going to, you better have these secrets or you're going to not be able to survive. That's not good either. But what I, what I've seen the most successful people are kind of saying, okay, my, 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 this is like, this is Gary Halbert one of the great copywriters of all time, that he said, you got to get into the conversation that's going on in the prospect's head. So you know there's a, there's a conversation going on in their head about either that they're quarantined, they're bored, or whatever. So like every uh, company that I've been consulting with and in my masterminds, I always say to them, you know, I had one recently that he's got a, um, 
it's a telehealth uh, situation where he wants to give out uh, physical therapy, meditation, um, um, uh, fitness, and uh, acupuncture online because it's stuff that he would do in, in the office. It, he would do in his office, but no one can go to the office right now. And he had something about, oh, do you know what telehealth is? And he had something that was kind of boring. I mean, he, it, it was okay. And I said, I'm not saying this is better, but I'm going to tell you what I told him. I said, why don't you just say, you know, you're stuck at home right now. So are our world-class blank, our world-class physical therapist, our world-class acupuncturist, our world-class whatever. And, you know, they they you have an opportunity right now today to get the best of their thing and the best of their training online you know and then and then i go on to 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 talk about um how that in a way uh, a personal visit is better than a, a a skype or a zoom visit but maybe not because in the zoom visit they might spend a little more time with you They'll, they'll answer your questions. So I started giving the advantages of the Zoom physical therapy visit over the office. And then, then I come back to it and say, and by the way, when you can get out of your house, we'll give you a free visit at the office. I thought that was That's a much great. better approach. I mean, he's got, he's, got to, he's got to test it and it's got to work better. But I think that, and then you, you know, you give it away, you know, you give it for free and, and you, you know, you pay it forward because those, those are stick strategies. Those are renewal strategies. Those are ways to keep customers for life instead of just getting a quick hit. This episode of What's the Secret podcast is sponsored by OfflineSharks.com. Offline Sharks was founded by two local marketing experts and has quickly become the leading training and resource center for marketing consultants and digital agencies. Offline Sharks delivers the most up-to-date, proven, and tested training covering all areas of marketing and advertising for online and offline professionals. Check them out at offlinesharks.com. So those are the things that I've been thinking about a lot during COVID, but they go beyond COVID because, you know, a lot of people should be doing this normally, you right. know, the telehealth could be an alternative, even if you can get out of the house because you're sick or you, uh, or in a snowstorm or whatever. And then, you, you know, you, you have both working for you all the time. And again, you're meeting somebody, you know, one is live and one is, could be recorded and it's not really recorded, but they're both kind of live, but one is, one is, uh, I guess one is offline and one is online. Right. So they'd be in different quadrants there. So it's, it's interesting to think about media and messaging in that, in that context. And I, I do all the time. And so it's differentiation is key. Specialization is also that, you know, I even told this guy, he's got four different things that he wants to do online have a have four videos. Have one video for physical therapists. Have one video for acupuncture. Have one video for fitness and one video for meditation. And even if you just do the beginning different and do the rest the same, you at least have a lead in to a market. And then then it's then it's market to list. That's great. And you said you were talking in previous uh, podcasts about 
you know, talking to your market and markets and you got to have the copy to the, to the list all the time. I always say, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you whether I'm a Trump supporter or I'm, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I will tell you that Donald Trump's, um, uh, campaign for presidency in, in 2016 is a marketing, uh, case history for the ages about how he knew his audience and he knew the messaging that would appeal perfectly to them. You know, I'm going to build a wall and I'm going to put a door in it. I mean, who doesn't understand that? And that goes back to Gary Halbert or a lot of the great copywriters. And I'm sure Trump didn't study copywriters to do this, but he understood instinctively that, you know, you want to write to kind of like a fifth or sixth grade level. And don't use big words and use the words that your audience uses. I'm not saying Trump supporters are dumb, but most people are dumb in the world. And you're not writing for the Harvard PhD. You're writing for the everyman. And you don't have to, you don't have to write dumb copy. You just have to write copy that's suited for everybody. It's at least common denominator. And I think there's something called the Hemingway score that you can score your copy and tells you what, what level your copy is at based on the words you use. And actually, I, I know from my blog, someone did a Hemingway on me and I was surprised. And he's, I think he said I was like a 10th or 11th grade level, which is not good. It's really not right. good. You don't want to be that high. Um, you know, you'll appeal to some people, but if you're fifth, sixth, seventh grade level, you're going to be appealing to a lot bigger audience. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you hit again on a, a ton of things there. I know with the Hemingway score, like I use a tool called Grammarly that tells you yes. what level you're writing at. And there's also, I think there's actually a Hemingway app that's free that you just put your stuff in and it tells you. Yeah, I've always said I wanted to do that and I never did it. So I was so lazy. I'm going to go get it now. <laughs> yeah. But well, the whole thing about knowing your audience and your market, I think is so key. And we actually just talked about that in episode one of season two. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Um, I will. But, but that idea of, uh, you know, identifying exactly who you want to get to. And, mo and most people just blaze right over this. Like, I just want to sell to everybody. And I just, you know, who do you want to sell to? Whoever will buy, you know, and they don't spend any time like really digging down into exactly what that buyer, you know, what their fears are, what they're looking to do, what their life is like. I even, I interviewed um, uh, last week, Shannon McCaffrey from the yeah. Titans Accelerator Group. And uh -huh. She even brought a thing up to me that I hadn't even thought of before either about how in her customer profiles, she writes how she wants her customers to interact with her. Like, mm. I want them to value my time. I want them to right, value my right. knowledge. And I hadn't thought of that. And there's so many benefits to that, including what Shannon said, but you've got a, um, you know, it's always narrow to wide. So you want to start as narrow as you can. Now, most people like inventors or people who have a new product or service, they just assume that it's good for everybody. So I had, I had somebody in my masterclass a couple of years ago and she had a, a, a time management tool that was really works for anybody. I mean, and, and in her mind, I mean, let's say, let's say it does, but it, it, it let's say it works for everybody. And it's, it's impossible to take a time management tool, mail it to everybody and expect really good results and to be able to get a good price for it in general. So I just, I, I, I interviewed her about it and I said, 
eventually I got to the point where you have people who are using it. She says, yeah, I got a lot of people using it. I said, who's written you the biggest checks for how they're using it? Or who, who have you had like a, a few people in a certain category? And it so happened that her two biggest clients for this product were uh, both kind of self-help, personal development types. So then I said, at least you can narrow it down and just go after them. You'll be able to get so much more out of them than you will. You'll get, you know, you'll make so much more money. And it's not just about the money, but then you'll be able to dive deep, find out what they want, find out what they need, kind of what Shannon says. I also say that you really want your, um, your audience to just be like, I, I, I had, I had a story in a blog once. It was a guy who had a product that he said, I have, I have this product and it's going to help uh, men in their midlife crisis. And I said, Oh, that's a pretty narrow market. I said, sarcastically. <laughs> and I said, um, what, you know, why are you qualified to do that? And he said, I'm qualified to do it because, um, I, in my, I was 52 years old. I, I, uh, I lost my job. I became an alcoholic. I, my wife left me. I have no relationship with my kids. I almost committed suicide. He had the whole line of things, but he came out of it at the other end and he was kind of cured or he saw the light and he wants to teach that to other men that go through that. And I said, okay, you kind of have a qualification based on your experience through it. But if you try to sell that to everybody, they're not all going to be able to relate to you and they're not going to, you know, really die. You're not going to be able to dive in. And I asked the right question. I said, what were you doing for a living when you had the nervous breakdown? And he said, I was a lawyer. And I said, oh, we got it now. Why don't you just go after recovering attorneys? Go, go deep on that. There are enough attorneys who hate their job, who even if they don't go through a midlife crisis, you could just go for disgruntled attorneys. Like, you know, I could see the lead on, on, the, on the sales letter, you know. If you're an attorney, chances are you're miserable or something like that. If they're not a miserable attorney, you don't want them anyway. So, you, you know, you can, and then once you target that, that's an ascension. That's like a product, a coaching program, a mastermind that you could move up. And that's, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to go, I'll say B2B in, in the online market today, you really want something that's, you know, a product or a course or something that's a, that's a, a reasonable price. You want to move them up to a coaching program or something a little bit more. Dan Sullivan, who coaches entrepreneurs as much as anybody in the world, is probably the number one coach for entrepreneurs. He always says coaching is to today as management was in the 1980s. And think about it, you know, coaching, it's not just management in a business, but Everybody has a coach now. Everybody has, you know, a, a consigliere, a, a confidant, someone who's walking them through stuff. And, you know, if you can be that coach, people will pay a lot of money for it if you're effective at it. And how are you going to be effective at it? You got to be narrow. You got to be going, you got to be a mile deep so that your client is only a quarter of a mile deep and they, you can take them with you. It's going to be a lot harder to take everybody when you're not, you're only, you're only an eighth of a mile deep and they're deeper in a lot of other things. It just makes so much sense. So it's differentiation and specialization is the combination that you really need. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's so true. One, um, 
One other thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up this interview, though, and, and we, we've, we've actually been talking about it, I think, this whole episode with your 100 to zero, and you talk about your list as your online family and the importance of connections and things like things like that. In one of the chapters of, of Overdeliver, you call it the long game. And I thought that story you had in there about how most people say life is short but Marty used to always say life is long. Yeah, like that was like chapter with that quote. Yeah, that was like an aha moment for me because I, I don't know how many times I have just mindlessly said life is short, like, like without even thinking about it. And and when I read that, I was like, oh man, I've been looking at this all wrong. And I think especially in the online marketing space, people tend to think it's the short game, the quick money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Good so point. maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You know, it's it's it basically, you know, everybody talks about cold traffic and getting the order and acquisition. And I say, if you have if you do acquisition to cold traffic with the second order in mind, that's going to make you so much better. And if you have the second, third, and fourth order in mind, it's even better. And they got to be related. Whereas a lot of online marketers, you know, they think that a product is a business, and they have a product, and they go boom, 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 and they they just milk it, and they keep on making money with it. That's, you know, that could be a business, but it's not a business for the long haul. And neither is a promotion. You have a winning promotion on ClickBank or you're doing affiliates with a letter or whatever. It can make you a lot of money, but it's the short game. And you want to have that long game. Um, and, and Marty used to say life is long because he felt that you only have your one life. So if you don't look at it as long, then it becomes short. And Dan Sullivan has another take on it, which is, he says that, I, I did a blog post once, it was called Living to be 156. And Dan has a whole concept in Strategic Coach that he teaches is that it's quarter by quarter. Everything's in 90-day segments. And you're not looking ahead, that makes life short. You make life long and you plan out your life in 90-day segments. And that's why a lot of that's why he's got all the best entrepreneurs in his program because they go to quarterly quarterly workshops and we work on our next ninety days for the most part. And so, you know, all of that is tied up in the life is long concept, and it's it, it's the only way to live. And, and I'll give you another angle on it. I mean, if I could, if I if I thought life was short um, a year ago, just almost exactly a year ago, I had a, I had a massive stroke. Um, and, uh, came really close to dying. Um, in fact, the, the neurologist who saw me a couple of weeks after my stroke couldn't believe, cause he had seen me in the hospital. He couldn't believe that I was, that I was the same guy. Now, not that I was like an, a vegetable or anything, but I had a massive stroke. I, I, my, my whole right side was paralyzed when I went down and I, 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 I passed out and, he, they took me to the hospital, they pulled the clot out it was, and, and I was fine after that. Um, really a miracle it was. And if I was thinking life is short, I would have said, oh, I better get all these things in now. I better, you know, I almost, most people say when they have a, a near death experience, they say, I got to do a lot more. I, I got to, I got to do a lot less of what I hate and do a lot more of what I want to do. I didn't have that problem. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I wasn't scared and I wasn't a little depressed and all the things that go into having a stroke. 
But what I didn't do is say, now I got to do, now I have to live. Because I, I, I don't have that emotion because if I'm thinking life is long and I'm still alive, I'm going to continue to live as life is long quarter to quarter. So if my life ended then, I wouldn't know the difference anyway. But now that I'm here, happy to be here, grateful to be here. I'm not trying to belittle it at all, but it really, um, you know, once I got out of the shock of it and, you know, got out of whatever, you know, depressed, depressing state I was in for a couple of months, it was, it was, you know, just a kept on going. And, and I did, it did, it does make you think about the things that you might be spending time on that you probably shouldn't. And it's sort of, and there's no shoulds, but the, 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 the book, uh, um, essentialism, is where I got this from, where uh, uh, McCown, who's the, who's the author, says, everything in your life should be, um, you know, a, a, a 10 or a zero. That it's like, it's, it's a hell yes or a no. And I realized I had a lot of, I, I didn't have a lot of threes and fours in my life, but I had some sixes and sevens, and I got rid of a couple of those, and that helped. That helped a lot. And so the whole thing about, you know, anybody, everybody's got to deal with it themselves and life is long, but, and then I have a whole series of, of different things in that chapter that talk about how you can be fulfilled for your life, looking at it. I don't think I, I don't think I talked about the quarter to quarter aspect of strategic coach, but I did talk about, you know, living in the present, doing stuff like, I think I have the whole thing about intentional dinners, have dinners with people who, will share with you. I have, I have a, I have, I have a, I have a really interesting story in there about, you know, don't, don't think you've made it. Don't, don't think, you know, have a little humility. Don't think you've made it just because and I have a story about how I, how I passed over some guy. It was, it's a very interesting story. I hope people get the book and read it. Um, I've got a, I got a thing on Christmas cards in July about how you appreciate people because I, I always, I talk about, it's not in the book, but I've been doing a speech lately about the five ways we get paid and the fifth is cash. Four ways are really how you get paid. And it's, it's, it's that you're utilized, that you enhance people, that you appreciate people and you refer people and you do those four things. You, you will then be able to utilize other people. You will, you will be able to get, get enhancements from other people. You will get appreciated back, even if you're not expecting it from other people, and you will get referred by other people. And that's really how you make money, by those four things. And so um, that, I think, if I, if I redid, if I ever do another edition of the book, I'll get that in there too, because that, that, was, uh, that was a real revelation in terms of um, thinking about it in terms of the five ways we get paid. Yeah, that, that's really great. And your Christmas cards in July, by the way, we implemented that at my company after I read that because we oh, were wow. just sending them out at Christmas. And then I read that and I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like we'll do it. at a di So we did it at a different time this year. And it was amazing. The response and feedback we got was was greatly improved just because nobody else was sending anything at the same right, time. Right, it was, right. Yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, really, really great stuff in there. Why don't you tell our WTS listeners again where they can pick up your book and get more information about you and what you've got going on with the masterminds? I know the yeah, Accelerator so, um, is a great group. Yeah, and I'll give them, I'll give them a, two choices. One, if they 
don't want to spend any money and one if they might want to spend some money. So there's a $17 book called Over Deliver. If you want to buy that book, go to overdeliverbook.com, www.overdeliverbook.com. Go there, get the bonuses, get the book. You'll have a good time. You'll get on my list. And I don't, I don't really, it's, I don't really sell except my own educational products. And, you know, you'll be in my uh, online family. If you just want to get in my online family and you don't want to buy a book for $17, just go to briankurtz.net, B-R-I-A-N-K-U-R-T-Z.net. Go on there. Um, you have to opt in. There's another interview there, um, with, which I did with Perry Marshall, on um, three, my three biggest successes in my career at Boardroom, um, uh, which is an interesting interview. I don't know if I, I didn't touch on those here today, so it won't be reruns on this podcast. You can listen to that. You'll opt into my list. You'll get on the welcome series to my blog. You'll get just content. Um, and uh, it's all free. I have a lot of free content on the site at briankurtz.net. And we'll, we'll be friends forever. And the, the mastermind that you're in, which is, I think it's tremendous and it's going to get better every day, um, is a Titan's Accelerator. And to get to that, it's actually a page on my site. It's a work with me tab at the top and you can go there and get there. You can also go at it at briankurtz.net slash XL slash XL. And that's a program that is kind of like we're in our fourth month, but it's been, it's been gradually building. And now with the COVID thing, it's supposed to be one live call with me. Now we're doing weekly calls uh, and I've got guest speakers and I'm, I'm just expanding it for now. I won't, I won't have weekly calls forever, but while I'm home alone, why not? And I got all these friends that I can call up and get on the phone. I'm going to have weekly calls. I do hot seats with people. There's a Facebook group, private Facebook group where people are helping each other. That's how I found out about your podcast. I knew you were in yep. my group, but you know, you said, oh, I'm doing a podcast. Um, and I said, congratulations. I'll get you some speakers if you want. And I said, I'll speak if you want. And then, you know, you took me up on that. I don't know if that was a good idea or not, but you did. Um, no, it was great. Well, it was great. It was a great example of you practicing what you preach, right? Like, I mean, you just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden there's this post like, hey, Tom, I heard you started a podcast. How about some people right. want to speak? And like people just started, I'd love to be on there. I'd love to be on there. And then obviously to get you on. Yeah, you're I actually hope I didn't get you first. somebody that wasn't a good speaker, but I don't know. <laughs> no, everybody has been, I've actually done some of the interviews already. You're actually the first one that's going to be live. And then I'm going to publish the others as we go through. So, oh, great. Um, yeah. So it, it's, uh, yeah, it was really great. And, and to me, again, a great example of, you know, doing what, what you talk about. That's what I like to see in people, right? People that walk, just like you said, that walk the walk, right? And the, the Acceler accelerator group is awesome. If anybody's listening and you're, you're looking for a good mastermind to be in, I think it, it, it's one of the best ones that I've been in. It's really great. And also, you know, Brian's list, the emails you send out are great. I loved the Jewish samurai. Oh yeah. That, that was fun. great. Yeah. So, um, you know, I highly encourage you guys to go over and get signed up and do all that stuff. So Brian, yeah, man, I really appreciate you being here today. It's really awesome. Yeah, no, I was really glad to do it. And, um, it's, uh, it's a fun, it, you know, having, I'll leave your, your guys with this. I mean, you know, you can, there's a lot of ways you can have a business. There's a lot of ways you can make money. Um, the, the, my, my favorite thing, I think, right now, I mean, I like doing the stuff I'm doing, but having, having a tribe is so great. And it doesn't have to be big. You know, you can have a tribe of, of six people. You can have a tribe of 600 people. 
You can have a tribe of, you know, 6,000 people or whatever. And it's just nice to have a, like a place where you can go, you can interact, you can, and whether it's a mastermind or whether it's a, an online group or whether it's like a, an accountability group with like five of your buddies. I, I just think it's, you know, to, and, and I think we started with the whole thing about connection and you were saying that, you know, it's hard sometimes that people like, uh, they don't, they, they don't go out of their way to connect with people and, you know, force yourself because it, it's so satisfying. And whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it doesn't really matter. Um, people are just great <laughs> in general. And, um, you know, you get some, you get some people who are troublemakers buy a book and they <laughs> hassle you forever and all that. But, you know, people are great. And especially the COVID thing where, where it really shows up is, is, you know, people are home more and, and they're, they're sharing more. They're, you know, that's the other thing, you know, you, you have an opportunity to, and whether it's COVID or not, you know, the beauty of the internet and online is that you can really give away your best content all the time. And you say, well, if I give away my best content, what am I going to sell? You got more best content. You'll get, you'll get some more, you know, and that, that's the beauty of, you know, um, and I love, I've been in the business for 40 years and I wish I could be in it for 40 more. I don't think I'll last that long, but maybe we'll see. <laughs> well, Brian, thanks again for being on here. If you want, if you guys head over to tomgaddis.com, there'll be some links in the show notes to this episode with links to all the things we talked about, resources, all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. Brian, thanks again so much. Stay safe and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.